Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. Hello and welcome to the Service Department News Podcast. I'm Felicity Cousins, Assistant Editor of Service Department News, and today I'm talking to Kerry Douglas, Head of Programme for ITM. Hi, Kerry. Hi, Felicity. Thanks for inviting me along. No, that's, it's good to have you. Um, I wanted to talk to you today about um, the service department sector and how the Institute of Travel Management um, helps, helps the sector and helps buyers and, and programmes. So you're a great person to talk to. Um, my first question is, when will buyers put service departments on the top of their accommodation list? It's a great question, Felicity. And look, certainly, um, you know, service departments have really come into their own over the past couple of years and, you know, perhaps um, sort of elevated in terms of their importance to a buyer's travel programme through that period, you know, given the fact that many hotels were closed, given the fact for those that had travellers, it was really important for them to feel safe and secure, where they could social distance, where perhaps they needed to isolate. So there was a great opportunity for the sector to really demonstrate and showcase the value they can bring to a program. Now, when they will be at the top of a list, I mean, it's possibly never, um, <laughs> but I'm not sure the service department sector would want to be at the top of the list, um, you know, given some of the stay with, you know, the transient travels, very short, very quick okay. turnaround, and, um, you know, et cetera. But that's not to say that there's not a role and a place for service departments. There absolutely is. And it certainly um, is a fantastic offering for any programme, um, you know, looking forward where there is a certain length of stay that potentially triggers the relevance for that. Yeah, I mean, and that length of stay, um, talking about travel trends, um, has seems to have kind of changed a little bit. The behaviour for travellers has changed over the last couple of years um, with people with people staying maybe longer or joining up trips or obviously adding on like a bit of leisure. Um, so I, I think like you're you're correct. And I think they've just become more into their own, haven't they, over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. Should should all travel programmes include service department options, um, especially now that that behaviour has changed? I mean, obviously, some people have shorter, shorter stays, but but you can stay for shorter now. So. Yeah, indeed. And I think, you know, there certainly is a place for service departments or, you know, there's a big range. There's a wide range, isn't it? You've got hotels sort of converting areas into apart hotels. You've got, you know, the fully serviced long stay, you know, apartments. But there certainly is a place, I think, in, in all programmes. And it would be sensible because it's not just about, you know, it may not be even if somebody's got a, a domestic programme. You know, there is still opportunity. They don't have to contract. They can look towards their TMC or some of the specialist agencies in terms of supporting them with that offering. Yeah. But I think, you know, the point that um, service departments also brought in um, and really raised awareness of during the pandemic was the fact that they can sit really well in terms of continuity planning. Should anything like this arise again or should right. there be a need for it? So I think, you know, there's there's opportunity there. So I think, you know, certainly, um, you know, buyers are looking to uh, review if they don't currently have service departments in either due to maybe increasing demand, maybe travellers, you know, and certainly for some of our buyers, they're receiving requests on it from travellers. But there is that continuity planning. You know, there's also an increasing focus on traveller well-being. And as travellers get back onto the road, there may be some nervousness um, from some travellers in terms of where they're staying or how they're staying. And again, to your point, Felicity, you know, 
for some um, businesses and some programs, there may be travellers that are going out for a longer length of stay or duration. Or it may be where teams are coming together to collaborate. Now, you know, there may be options where you've got a two, three bedroom that has, you know, secure um, apart bedroom doors, but they share facilities. Mm. You know, again, that's another opportunity as we look at some of the trends coming through and collaboration travel as well. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? There's a lot of kind of co-working, co-living sort of trends coming along. So that is that's a good point. Um, so, so with regards to the Institute of Travel Management, what resources and advice can you offer those looking to um, introduce service apartments and apart hotels um, to their travel programmes? Yeah, do you know, it's again, it's, it's a really important sector for us. And, you know, we have many members that sit within ITM that um, sit within the service department sector. So we've got a great membership base that we can call on when we want to look at building content in around the discussion. But very recently, we, we run a number of different options in terms of resource and helping educate our buyers. So we have um, a resources section of our, our website and, and that hosts live events as well. So back in May, just was it last month? <laughs> yes, it is last month. Um, we held a webinar uh, with Silver Door and that really was focused around some of the key trends within the, the sector. Yeah, but it, all- into that. it was very good. Yeah. Good. And, and, you know, that's important as well, because Richard from BP joined that discussion. And for our buyers, you know, they will often look to their peers in terms of, you know, how they're bringing um, service departments into their program or the work that they're doing. So we have a range of sort of webinars, events. We always look to have um, representation from the service department sector in a number of our key events. So at conference, Reside had a breakout. You know, we also look at uh our showcases that we run, where we focus on the accommodation sector, we bring the service department and um, discussion into that. So it's not just all about one or other hotels or, or not. Yeah. So there's a multitude of ways. We also have one of our board members um, sits within the service department sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and we run regular, I run a monthly buyer knowledge exchange. So right. what that is, it's a, a monthly meeting, which is buyer only. And our buyers come together in that forum with an open agenda. So again, that's the area that we can raise the discussion and they can share amongst their peers what they're they're looking at or how they're bringing a, a different view in terms of their their accommodation strategy. And presumably, you can't you can't share that um, attributing to us to a certain buyer because they won't wouldn't want it as public <laughs> knowledge. But you must gain some really useful information from that about um, how the you know the, how travelers are feeling how how kind of the sector is, because when you mentioned how some travellers may be anxious anxious about going back, um, it does raise the point, doesn't it? If you're not familiar with a way of staying, you might not really want to do that, like straight yeah. off the bat. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, in terms of the, the meeting that we have, it, we, we report out a couple of days later, either through notes, anonymised by company and buyer. Um, but also we previously, and we will be reintroducing our buyer insights at talks and that. But but yes, I think, you know, there's, there's a great opportunity as we look to the return. I mean, currently our buyers across um, industry, they're seeing a huge um, realisation of travellers getting back on the road to demand Mm. but their greatest challenge at the minute and what they're trying to do at the minute is really educate their business because you have travellers you have bookers who have not touched travel in two years Mm. the world we now are moving into for travel is very very different to the experience in 2019 
And that that crosses any sector in the industry. You know, we have resource challenges. We have, you know, constraints from a people and, a, you know, the actual operation sort of consideration. So it's a, it's a tricky place. And that's where our buyers are looking for support with, really, in terms of the transparency, but also the, the ability to educate their business on the state of the industry. Sure, sure. That's what I was actually going to move on to, how corporate travel management has changed with regards to, the, to length of stay or trends um, and also the um, CSR post-pandemic. I mean, it's just so huge, isn't it? But we're all in it. So how's that going? <laughs> <laughs> we are. Um, do you know, I mean, there are some, you know, clear trends. I mean, again, you know, when we talk about buyers, you know, every organization is very, very different. You know, their their culture, their travel program, the reporting line, you know, everything about that. It's very, you know, you can't sort of say every buyer is the same and every program is the same. You know, it comes down to the travelers as well. You'll have some industry sectors that may look to have, and it's more conducive to have a longer stay than others who want something a little bit different. So it you know, by industry, there are differences as well in terms of where service departments fit best. Sure. You know, when we think about the return, there are some there are some actual trends that, you know, are consistent across most. You know, one is the rising importance of sustainability. You know, organizations at the C-suite level are, are, are laying down some very big commitments. And, you know, depending on how much of travel program, um, you know, makes up of the organization's emissions, you know, is a, is a big part, but we've got a real challenge in terms of the standardization, particularly in the accommodation sector, in sure. terms of how do you capture, how do you measure, and how do you report on a like-for-like basis? Mm-hmm. And again, you know, for some, um, you know, service departments, you know, there, there may be, a, you know, straight off the bat, a benefit in terms of the emissions emitted because they're not running kitchens all, all day or lighting through large properties. But you know, it is a challenge for our industry in terms of, you know, how do we standardize that sort of capture and measurement and reporting? So sustainability and a requirement to, to focus on that carbon and footprint is, mm. is really, really significant in the industry. And, and that's really got to happen, happen soonish, hasn't it? I mean, everyone's got to, to, to standardize and get on, on board with that so that we can collect the data and, and so we can be transparent about it. Indeed. And, you know, that then impacts on length of stay so there's a lot of talk um, and I'm not sure whether many are truly seeing a a dramatic impact in it just yet but you know there there is a lot of talk around the length of stay increasing because again that links and helps businesses reduce their footprint so there is talk about that length of stay increasing and people you know flying less but staying longer you know we may start to see that play through what that length of stay will look like it may only be moving from one to two nights to maybe three to four and again, it depends on where that trigger is for, um, you know, buyers to look or travellers to look for an alternative to what they've normally always done in terms of a, you know, hotel room. But again, you know, hotel rooms aren't necessarily right for somebody that may be staying for seven days, for example. No, and, and I guess it's um, different across different cultures as well. So you might you might have some companies that will only put their, their CEOs in a hotel anyway. It would be unusual maybe to put them somewhere else. Indeed. And. You know, the other sort of part that comes along with it as well, and again, it's a growing trend as we we look at the return. So for many of our buyers, their sort of role and remit has changed considerably over the last couple of years. So, 
Um, they've got a widening remit. There's more coming onto their plate in terms of what they have to do. You know, they've got multiple hats that they're having to juggle. You know, it's not just about COVID for our buyers. It's about changing legislation, changing requirements. Um, and what the last two years has really done is allowed them to potentially have greater access inside their business. And for those that didn't have a seat at the table, they maybe now do as they sort of help their business navigate over the last you know couple of years. So that's a great opportunity. The, the collaboration that the travel manager is now having within and across their business is significant. And particularly when we think about global mobility teams sure. or HR functions where service departments have maybe naturally sat for those longer term assignments in the past. Now, you you know, and, and a couple of buyers I've spoken to recently, we have seen the buyer now, you know, collaborating with their global mobility teams, taking a look at what vendors they're using for the longer term stays and for the relocations and saying, you know, is there something we can do together to choose a partner that can help cover both transient, that's slightly longer stay, and also for that relocation, um, et cetera. So again, that's a, a bit of a trend that certainly a trend that we're seeing is, you know, the travel manager's role is evolving and it's evolved at pace, but it, it has given them a greater voice and, in, you know, internally as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's, um, that, that must be an exciting time to be in it, actually, to, to, yeah. to gain that that power. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know that a lot of them would say exciting at the minute. I mean, there's a, there's a lot a lot they're trying to, to juggle. juggle. I think it's the juggling, yeah. isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, that's really, that's fantastic, Kerry. Um, thanks for chatting to me. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't covered? No, it was lovely. It was really lovely to come along and, and speak to you. And thank you so much for uh, inviting us, inv- inviting me along to do that. Not at all. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News Podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, visit servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio.